Thessalonians. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. Our Father and our God, this is our heart's desire, O God, that even as we have built your throne in our hearts, O God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, you will take your place in our hearts. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Happy new month again. Today is the seventh day of the seventh month. And seven speaks of perfection. The Lord will perfect all that concerns you. His grace is still available to us throughout the year. More grace and more glory in the name of Jesus. God does not change. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. Do we believe that? Hallelujah. The second half of the year shall be far better than the first half in the mighty name of Jesus. And we will walk in victory in the name of Jesus. Songs of praise and hearts of thanksgiving shall not cease from our mouth in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In this new month, the Lord will strengthen us supernaturally to accomplish our dreams in Jesus' name. Amen. Araso that's what the Bible calls stormy wind but the Lord says be still in the name of Jesus whoever that is for the year 2019 is still a year of God's bountiful blessings I hope you are receiving your blessings as I am receiving my blessings every day in the name of Jesus say after me the Lord is my light and my salvation. my salvation. He is my refuge. He is, my refuge. He is the stronghold of my life. He is my hope. He is my way maker. He will make a way for me. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am blessed going out and blessed coming in. Blessings shall pursue me and overtake me. And this one I just learned during the week, during um, Dominion Partners Conference. This one I just learned from during the week. The Lord will keep me occupied with gladness of heart. That is the NIV translation of Ecclesiastes 5.20. The Lord will keep me occupied with gladness of heart. Hallelujah. I am a global citizen. I am a global icon. 
I am a kingdom pillar. And I am a shining star. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, you're looking good. And if they're not looking good, don't lie. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's anointing present in the house. And I latch onto that anointing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. As a way of um, preamble before I get to where I'm going. Have you ever observed that throughout the 10 chapters of Esther, of the book of Esther, there is no mention of God. However, God was at work every inch of the way he is never absent if you have your physical bible with you let's open to esther and read in in the introduction of the book of esther esther not that, that's the introduction before chapter one god's hand of providence and protection on behalf of his people is evident throughout the book of esther Though his name does not appear once. Hallelujah. What does that say to us? We are believers. We are battle axes in God's hands. We are vessels unto honor. God will use us. However. However. Those we don't see the glory of God on them. God can still use them. Do you believe that? Yes. Amen. We see how Queen Vashti, a Gentile, was deposed and Esther, a Jewess, became the king, the queen. But both queens actually disobeyed the king. I didn't see that until recently, that both of them actually disobeyed the king. Vashti acted in her own interest while courageous Esther humbly disobeyed the king by appearing without being summoned. Hallelujah. She appeared before the king without being summoned. When they fasted, I'm sure they knew they were fasting unto God. It's just that the name G-O-D was not mentioned throughout the book. Esther, Esther acted in the best interest of her people to save them from extinction by the wicked plot of Haman. At the end of the story, we see God's providence and sovereignty accomplished. He saved his people from genocide by demonstrating his covenant, loyalty, to the Israelites. As children of God, those who conspire against us shall fall for our sake. I'm not sure you heard that. As children of God, those who conspire against us shall fall for our sake. In the name of Jesus. This morning, we are looking at the providence of God. The providence of God. We shall be looking at two characters in the Bible and the union of a couple that we all know very well. 
definition of providence. It is the benevolent guidance of God. The benevolent guidance of God. Simply put, it is the workings of God behind the scenes to achieve his purpose. Let's open to Isaiah 24, Isaiah 14, verse 24. Isaiah 14, 24. The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so it shall come to pass. And as I have purposed, so it shall stand. And verse 27. Verse 27 of the same chapter. For the Lord of hosts has purposed, and who will annul it? His hand is stretched out, and who will turn it back? Nobody. Let us say that confidently. Nobody. I pray that only what the Lord has purposed concerning each of us shall stand in the name of Jesus. Nothing will truncate that destiny. I will not truncate my own destiny. You will not truncate your own destiny in the name of Jesus. So we are looking at the providence of God in the life of Joseph. In Genesis chapter 30 from verse 22 to 24. For time we don't have to reach, we don't have to go there. The providence of Joseph, the providence of God in the life of Joseph. In Genesis chapter 30, verse 22 to 24, was the first mention of Joseph. His name means, God will add another son to me. This was his mother that gave him that name. And for a long time, you know, his mother was barren. The other wife, Leah, was having all the children. And Rachel eventually had Joseph. And then she had faith to say, God will add another son to me. I want us to take note of that. He was the 11th son of his father. And he was Jacob's favorite son. Let's open to Genesis 37. Genesis chapter 37. I'll read from verse 1. I need to say to parents here that we should be careful not to show favoritism to our children. This is what I've done and it has helped me. And it's not even that I love anyone above any other. I just see their areas of strength and weakness and I'm there for them. Please do not show favoritism to your children. It can go haywire. Hallelujah. Genesis 37, I read from verse 1. Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. You know how pastor says it. This is the history of Jacob, Joseph. That's what I had to say to pastor. When mama had you, That is Mama's Joseph. 
Hallelujah. He was 17 years old, feeding the flock with his brothers, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. There was still Benjamin after Joseph. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. From verse 4, please, you are going to count how many times the word hate or hated is mentioned. Verse 4. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably, peaceably to him. One. Now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. At this stage, it just goes to show how Uh, how immature Joseph was. You already know they hate you. And then you are, you are showing off again. How many of us are like that? <laughs> now, Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. That's the second one. So he said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There were there we were, binding ships in the field. Then behold, my ship arose and also stood upright. And indeed your ship stood all around and bowed down to my ship. And his brother said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? They didn't know they were prophesying. Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more. Then he dreamed still another dream. And told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. Hmm. Now only you, we shall see. So he told it to his father. And his brothers and his father rebuked him. He told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother, his mother was dead at this time, and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. The question, why did his brothers hate him so much? They hated, it's obvious they hated him because of his dream. Could it be that they knew that when God gives you a dream, it will not die? Did they know the dream was from the Lord? Can, any fight, can anyone fight the dream God has given you? God's dream never dies. Hallelujah. In verse 12 to 17, his father sent him to check the flock 
as well as his brothers, I have to move fast. In Shechem. However, when Joseph got to Shechem, he did not find his brothers. But God had planted someone there to say to him, I had them say they were going to Dothan. And so he went to Dothan. And Dothan was about 10 miles away from Shechem. I don't know if it is you or if it is me. Once I've been sent here, and what I have been asked to bring, or what I've been asked to check is not there, do I go back to say, this is the case, or do we go the extra mile? Remember we are looking at the providence of God in the life of Joseph. How God was walking through his life for that ultimate end. Please note, if you let God be the first and the final authority in your life, he will bring you to your expected end. He will always order your steps aright. He is a loving father. He is a faithful father. He always wants us to come to him. His word says, draw nigh unto me and I will draw nigh unto you. His ways are not a ways. His ways are past finding out. And he does whatever pleases him. Say with me, Lord, please walk in me. Both to will and to do. For your good pleasure. Hallelujah. Amen. The story continues. Once his brothers saw him, they made their plans. They stripped him of his elaborately embroidered coat. That word I got from the message translation. Elaborate. Who wears that kind of outfit to the farm? Everything just seemed to be going wrong for Joseph. But God was in it all. Then they sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And he was taken to Egypt, where he was later sold to Potiphar, one of the Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard. I'm sure his brother probably thought he would be sold as a mere site contractor, but God intervened. God made sure he was sent to a good home until another fire arose. Isaiah 43, verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, says the Lord. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Nor shall the flame scorch you. The story continues in Genesis 39. 1 to 10. The Lord was with Joseph. He cared for him, protected him and blessed him so that he prospered and the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Now, this is what he marbled. If the hand of the Lord is upon a man, if you cannot be his friend, please do not be his enemy. While in Captain, we know the stories, I'm just, you know, paraphrasing. While in Captain Potiphar's house, 
Mrs. Potiphar constantly tempted him to sleep with her. But Joseph would not trade his destiny for cheap sex. Here is a clear and timely warning, especially for our youth. Do not look at the wine when it is red. Stay confident and remain steadfast in the Lord. And your God-given dream or your God-given vision will surely come to pass. Hallelujah. And then, I also want to counsel you that in case you have a challenge in this area, you cannot keep your body under. You need counseling. Seek for counseling. Don't with your own hand destroy your own destiny. A word is enough for the wise. So day after day, Joseph refused advances. Then she lied against him and Joseph was put in prison. One would have thought, ah, what have I done to deserve all of this? In those days, the Egyptian penalty for attempted rape of a married woman was death. But Joseph was not killed. Rather, he was put in the prison. I still see this as God's hand because of that ultimate head where he was taking Joseph to. While in prison, the Lord showed uh, there was a butler and the baker. He interpreted their dreams for them. He said, one of you will be restored, the butler, and one of you will be hanged. And it came to pass as he interpreted it. And then he said to the butler, please remember me when you get back to the palace. And that please remember me took how many years? Two full years. God was still at work in his life. At the end of it all, God elevated Joseph to the position of the administrator of Egypt. He was second in command to Pharaoh. And he was a father to Pharaoh. Whatever you are going through, God knows about it. It will all work out for your good. In the name of Jesus. He will turn your mourning into dancing. He will turn your sorrow into joy. In Genesis 45 verse 7, Joseph acknowledged that God sent him to Egypt, not his brothers, to preserve lives. So that's the providence of God in the life of Joseph. Now we go on to the providence of God in the life of a prophetess in the book of 2 Kings chapter 22. She didn't do much, but the little she did made a reformation to happen in Jerusalem during the time of Josiah. 2 Kings chapter 22. I'm sure you are, you are looking at your life and you are seeing choices you've made or that you didn't make, how it has been God guiding you. The word of the Lord says you will hear a voice that will say to you, this is the way walking in it. But some of us will say, oh, 
and something and something told me to go here. May he not leave us without his voice. Voice in Jesus' name. Second Kings twenty-two is the story of King Josiah the reformer. His name means the Lord supports. I'm just paraphrasing. He reigned in Jerusalem from age eight. There are awesome stories in the Bible, though. How can an eight-year-old child reign? That's what the word of the Lord says. And he reigned for 31 years in Jerusalem. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord. And he walked in all the ways of his father, David. You and I know David was not his biological father. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. In the 18th year of his reign, when he was 26 years old, he sent Shaphan, the scribe, to Hilkiah, the high priest in the house of the Lord, to pay all the artisans working in the house of the Lord. I would have thought that was okay. Hilkiah did as was directed. However, when Shaphan was going back to the king, he said to Shaphan, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. That can be easily overlooked, but that was what brought the reformation to Jerusalem. Because God was about to deliver Judah from impending judgment. When the book was read to King Josiah, he tore his clothes in dismay because God was about to bring judgment upon Judah for the disobedience of their ancestors. This was not even for what they did. It was for what their ancestors did before them. So King Josiah commanded his men to inquire of the Lord and they went to a prophetess by the name Holder whom God used to deliver Judah. Um, from verse 18, please. 2 Kings 22 from verse 18. Why am I saying all of this? The citadel is a governmental church. Do you know a vision already? Mm. How many know the vision, the new vision? Can you, can you stand up and say it? Okay, let's read them. Um, Second Kings from 18, 22 from verse 18. But as for the king of Judah, this was uh, the prophetess now saying this. But as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord in this manner, you shall speak to him. Thus says the Lord God of Israel concerning the words which you have heard. Because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they will become a desolation and a curse. And you tore your clothes and wept before me. I also have heard you says the Lord. Verse 20. Surely therefore 
I will gather you to your fathers and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace and your eyes shall not see all the calamity which I will bring on this place. So they brought back word to the king. The Citadel Global Community Church is a governmental church. An authoritative and powerful institution generating solutions, influencing policies, and providing clarity. Why am I saying the vision of the Citadel Global Community Church in line with what happened here? Because I know God is about to reform Nigeria. He will put his men and his women in places of authority in the mighty name of Jesus. God will set righteous people. We need a reformation in this nation. And we pray against all the cabals. All the cartels. We say they'll be overturned in the name of Jesus. The wicked shall be turned into hell. And all nations that forget God. This is the word of the Lord. And the Lord will frustrate all the plans of liars concerning this nation. This nation shall flourish again in the name of Jesus. Daniel chapter 9, 16 to 19. Daniel 9, 16 to 19. Oh Lord, according to all your righteousness, I pray, let your anger and your fury be turned away from our nation. Because for for our sins, verse 17, and for the iniquities of our fathers, Nigeria and her people are a reproach to all those around us. Verse 17. Now therefore, our God, hear the prayer of us all and our supplications. And for the Lord's sake, cause your face to shine on your sanctuary, which is desolate. Oh my God, incline your hair and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations. And the city which is called by your name. For we do not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds. But because of your great mercy. Verse 19. O Lord, hear O Lord. Forgive O Lord. Listen and act. Do not delay. For your own sake, my God. And for your city, Nigeria, our nation, and your people that are called by your name. The word of the Lord in our mouth will govern this land. Do you believe that? The word of the Lord in our hearts will govern this land. Nigeria will flourish again in the mighty name of Jesus.
So I said, we're going to see two characters from the Bible and um, a couple that we all know very well. Right here sitting with us is a serving overseer, Pastor Tunde Bakari. He did not get to where he is overnight. God brought him through process. He was once a Muslim, born into the Muslim home, read the Quran from cover to cover, but by the grace of God, he's who he is today. And like Joseph, God showed him the reason why he was born and why he came into the world. And do we know the reason? For this reason, I was born. And um, how does he say it? (laughs) For this reason, I was born. And for this reason came I into the world that Nigeria shall be saved, Nigeria shall be great, Nigeria shall be called. Nigeria shall be saved, Nigeria shall be changed, and Nigeria shall become great again. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. And it's going to be your lifetime. Like Joseph, God showed him the reason why he was born. Exactly what we just said. And he continues to walk in the path the Lord has mapped out for him. He will see the new Nigeria in the name of Jesus. I am confident. I believe it. I know it. He will see the new Nigeria. And he will play a role in it in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So having said the providence of God in my husband's life, the providence of God in my own life. I know pastor says a lot about me, but there's still a lot you don't know about me. My first encounter with God was when I, that I can remember, was when I was about age 12. And what, what happened that I just knew there's God. A friend of mine died in an accident. A Muslim young man. And before he was buried, they called his friends. And then I saw the body lying there. And I just knew all that happens here don't end here. That there's a life hereafter. But that was all I knew. And then, okay, my grandmother had taught me in the way of the Lord, taking me, going to church with her and all of that when I was a little child. But then God brought my path. Pastor Bakari's way. You all know the story of the red Mercedes Benz. And you all know the story of Footswagen. Going by the sight. Going by the look of things, I could have chosen to go with that red Mercedes Benz. But 
the all-knowing God. The God that sees the end from the beginning. I know pastor will say, well, um, he will say some other things. Maybe that uh, my father, can you call it? But God spoke through my father. If I still didn't want to, I still wouldn't have. Hallelujah. <laughs> what was foot wagging in those days as, as given birth to so many cars now? And I'm saying this to say to our women, especially those who are not married. If you still desire to marry, because some of you may have, you are just, you are married to Jesus. But if you still desire to marry, let God lead you. And he will lead you aright. The man may not look all together, but see beyond the physical and let God direct you. Hallelujah. I cannot deny that God has been really, 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 I can go on and on and on. He has been really, really good to us. I have no cause to complain. And pastor has been the one God is using to shape me. Because, brothers and sisters, <laughs> Mrs. B knows what she wants. And um, sometimes, it's like, um, excuse me, I know what I want. But now, if I don't want to truncate my own destiny... I'd better fall in line. Maturity has brought me there after 30 something years. Yours may 35. Thank you, sir. After 35, is it 35 yet? Or it's going to be 35? Okay, after 34 plus years. You don't have to stay 34 plus years before you get this revelation. You better get it early. I am not going to truncate my own destiny. In the name of Jesus. So we cannot deny that God has been, God has been really, really good. And we also thank God for the lovely children he has given to us. My prayer for all our children yet to marry is that they will choose right. Amen. There will be no destiny clash in the name of Jesus. Amen. Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. 
You know what you're going through. I know what I'm going through. But if you can see beyond what we're going through, see the hand of God in what we are going through, knowing we are his child, we are his children, he will bring us to that perfect end in the name of Jesus. My prayer for us all is that the purpose of God concerning each of us will not be frustrated in the name of Jesus. We will fulfill our God-given dreams in Jesus' name. And in closing, Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20, 20, Acts, Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Is someone being blessed? Hallelujah. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I love you. Hallelujah. so much for listening. We have to end it here today, but it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's Word. I pray that the Word of God you have received will sink deeply into your hearts and bring forth tangible fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. In addition, I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye, Bye for, for now. now.